This is The Collector Car Podcast, the home for true auto enthusiasts. My name is Greg Stanley, and join me as I apply over 25 years of insight and analytic experience to the collector car hobby. Hey there, auto enthusiasts. My name is Greg Stanley, and welcome to the newly renamed The Collector Car Podcast. I'm digging deep into Monterey Car Week on this episode, and today I'll review the best car from each of the different auction houses. So first off, we're doing a little renaming here from Auto Sausage to the Collector Car Podcast, and why are we doing that? Just to make it super laser point clear as far as what this podcast is all about. So if you like collector cars, this is the podcast for you. I will cover just about everything. Now you may be asking yourself, what makes me qualified to do so? Well, a few different things. First off, I spent 25 years analyzing data and sales figures for the CPG industry, the consumer product good industry. And so analyzing sales trends for cars and collectibles is just a small leap from there. Actually, it's a lot easier, a lot fewer things to factor in. And then also I'm a concourse judge, and I'm also a judge of concourse trailer driven with the Mustang Club of America, or at least I was. I haven't renewed my judgeship. I don't think that's the correct word, but I haven't renewed recently, but I do have that experience. So today I'll review the cars coming up for sale at RM Sotheby's, Gooding, Meekum, Worldwide, and Russo and Steel for the Pebble Beach Concourse to Elegance weekend coming up in a few weeks. I will be posting a new podcast every three or four days leading up to the big weekend, depending on how productive I am. I have a lot of great ideas. I just don't know if I can get them all out of my brain, if you know what I'm talking about. So the next podcast is definitely going to be the ugliest cars at Monterey, and listen to this, that are still awesome. So you have to listen to the whole thing. They might be ugly, but they're still awesome. Now, if you've had a chance to look at thecollectorcarpodcast.com, you know that the cover art for this episode's episode includes a McLaren Senna. I do find that to be an ugly car. I'm sorry to say. It's an awesome car, but I do find it to be ugly. So be sure to listen in to see where that one falls in the rankings. So for this episode, the six cars I've picked from each of the auction houses are also the cars for the collector car contest that is open now. It actually just opened today. So if you guessed the closest total bid price for all six cars, you went about $200 worth of Star Wars autographs. I don't know which ones they are because it's a an unopened box, actually two boxes. So you, if you win, you get this awesome prize. You can open them up and see what autographs you have. A quick review you can go to the collectorcarpodcast.com for more details. And how does the contest work, you may be asking yourself. Well, you enter what you think they will sell for on the contest tab on the website and then just watch the auction. I'll have all the information there from what the car is. Actually, I'm about to review it, so just hold on tight here. The winner will be announced on this podcast the following week. So I try to keep it pretty, pretty quick turnaround there. So to play, you will have to Enter your email address, but I promise I will not spam you. I've literally sent out an email about once every six weeks or so, and it's good stuff. So uh, it's no spamming there. So whoever has the lowest total difference from the total price for all six cars wins. Now, if a car does not sell, I, I will use the top bid posted by the auction house. A quick congratulation to Crutes, that's a username, for winning contest number six. He won over $240 worth of beef jerky dog treats, and car care items. So a quick shout out to our sponsors for that contest. Thank you to Tillamook, Black Magic Car Care, and Cosmo Snack Shacks. That's a mouthful. 
So here are the top cars for Monterey with my analysis for the contest. And like I said before, when you do the actual contest, you'll see all these notes with links included. And all the links will be on my blog at the at thecollectorcarpodcast.com. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words here a little bit. So the best car from RM Sotheby's actually is the best car for the entire weekend. This is the 1939 Porsche Type 64, and it's basically the very first Porsche ever made. So let me read a couple notes here. It's the most historically important Porsche ever publicly offered. It's had a recent inspection by Porsche specialists. A uh, 70-year documented chain of three private owners since the Porsche family. So Dr. Porsche and his son, Ferry Porsche, both drove this car back in the day. It's one of only three known to ever exist and the only one remaining. And it's the oldest car to ever wear Porsche's iconic wide front script badge. So how do you evaluate this car? Really, really tough. I did see someone throw out the number $20 million. Seems like a whole lot of money. But when you think of the historical significance of this car, I think that might actually be a little bit low. The reason being, if you look at other multi-million dollar cars, the first ones that come to mind are a lot of the Ferraris. The highest price ever sold at auction, I believe, still stands at this point as the Ferrari GTO. The last one sold for $48 million or so. It's actually here in Cincinnati. And we have two GTOs here in Cincinnati now out of the 36 or 37 of them. One privately sold to the guy who owns WeatherTech floor mats up in Chicago, reportedly for $70 million. That was a nicer car than the one that sold for $45 million. Better history, better looking. So you're looking at some high-dollar cars right there. Those are different because they have such a great race history, whereas this Porsche does not, even though it, it leads into the iconic race history of Porsche as the Porsche family in general. Uh, if you look at some other cars, most of them are Ferrari, the short wheelbase, long wheelbase, 250 GT, California Spiders. Those are some of my favorites. Those are 15 to $18 million. And those, there's multiples of all of those. This is the only one that exists and will ever exist. Now, it's like unrestored, a little rough around the edges. If you look at the pictures, you know, you're not going to race it. It'll probably go to a museum somewhere or someone like Jerry Seinfeld will buy it. I'll be really curious to see where it goes. But I think $20 million might actually be a little bit on the low side. I'm going to peg the estimate range for the purposes of the contest between $25 and $35 million. So you can make your guess, take it, take my advice or leave it. Uh, it's the only one and it's unrepeatable. Once this one's off the market, who knows when it'll come back on the market. My official guess will be posted the Friday before the auctions start. Now, the second car we're looking at, this is from Mecham. So Mecham, this is a really another interesting car that's hard to peg down the value for. It's a 1954 slash 1959 Ferrari 0432M. And this is from the private collection of Dana Meekham himself. So when you look at this, there's a lot of convoluted history. So apparently this car was one of the test beds for the 250 engine. So it actually is described on, I believe, some of the original paperwork as Prototypo 250GT. And it was used... For a number of years before it was rebodied, it has a, a very strong race history, and it was rebodied and sold as a 1959 Ferrari, uh, kind of like a Testarossa, where it has the pontoon fenders, which in my mind makes that even more valuable. So you look at the Testarossa, a real Testarossa is like $22 million. This is not a real Testarossa, but it was reconfigured by Ferrari, so it's like a factory job. And if you go back and you look at what did the car sell for 
that were the Ferraris that were built and sold in 1954, what are they worth now? And they're worth about two to three million dollars. They're not a lot. Like the 1954, I say not a lot. Comparatively speaking, in the crazy world of Ferrari, not a lot. The 1954 Europa in mint condition is about $2 million. And uh, number three condition, it's like a mil and a half. Now you compare that to 1959 cars, like the short wheelbase GT250, that's $11 million. So it's a big range here. And I think the key parts about this particular car is that it was initially considered a 250 Monza PF Spider. So originally it was a 250 car. It was a spider convertible, well, not a convertible, didn't have a top. And then in 59, it was given the pontoon fenders. And all of this stuff has been documented by Ferrari itself. So even though it's a convoluted history, it's still a pretty cool car. Now, I'm going to peg the auction range between 5.5 and 7.2 million. That is a swag. That is That could be off by 5 million for all I know. So we'll see. This is going to be a really fascinating one to see. I don't think it will sell for pontoon Testarossa money. You know, that's $20 million, 15 to $20 million. I don't think it will sell for the two to $1 to $2 million for the 1954 model. So that's why I kind of pegged it in between those two. Now, the third car is from Russo and Steel. They have a lower quality, not lower quality of car, lower price point of car, I guess is the best way to put this. They don't have $10 million cars at Russo and Steel, but they still have, you know, the $1 to $2 million cars. So in my mind, the best car at Russo and Steel this year is a 1965 Shelby Cobra 289. This is one of the rack and pinion later cars that are worth a little bit more money. Really nice in that it's a factory red, uh, red with black interior, total restoration. It actually uh, got an award at the Concourse d'Elegance in Hilton Head. It's funny, it says it was accepted and shown on the field at Amelia Island in 2018. That means it lost. <laughs> that means it did not get first, second, or third place or win best of show or best of class. So pretty cool. Has a lot of the original stuff with it, including the original order sheet, bill of sale, canceled check, factory brochure, a lot of cool stuff. Beautiful car. I actually prefer these to the 427 AC Cobras. So Haggerty number one condition is $1.35 million. Number three condition is $925,000. let us see. I'm going to say this is a number one condition. The sales on all of the muscle cars right now slightly down, including Cobras. And we witnessed at Mecham that even the most perfect Cobras do not always sell. So I'm going to say that this one's going to sell somewhere between, I don't know, $850 and $950 is what I will guess. And my guess will be somewhere right in between there. Let me make a little note here. And, yeah, so I think it's going to be on the lower side. It's a number one car, but it's not going to get number one money, uh, even though it is a red with black interior, which is pretty cool. Now, the fourth, I think this is the fourth car, is from Gooding. So Gooding has some crazy cool cars. RM and Gooding are kind of like the two for your high, big-dollar cars, the big, showy cars. So Gooding also has a Ferrari. This is one of my dream cars. If you heard my interview on Cars Yeah last year, uh, this was the car I picked out for uh, if I get have any car in the world, what would it be? This is a 1958 Ferrari 250 GT long wheelbase, California Spider. I would take the short wheelbase. Let's not kid anybody. This one, unfortunately, is like a gray color. I'm not crazy about the color, but it is immaculate condition number one. If you look at the Haggerty values, number one condition is 15.3 million. Uh, number three condition is 12.4. 
the trends on these is flat to slightly down. What's interesting is the gooding estimate range is 11 to 13 million. So they're calling it on the low side. You know, you know if Haggerty's saying it's 12.4 for condition three car, and this is a condition one car, uh, they're calling it like a condition three car, which it's not. It's just showing you, you know, prices have declined. So I'm going to put my estimate close to that, 11.5 to 13.5. I think it will bring more than what Gooding estimates because it is a very rare, gorgeous, awesome. Think Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that kind of car. Uh, let's see, what does it say about it? It's an early production, long wheelbase. Oh, it also has the covered headlights, which I do love, which is really cool. It has period SCCA racing history. Uh, has some provenance from noted Ferrari collectors, blah, blah, blah. Offer with the book, the tool roll, which has the tools, which can be very expensive, restoration records, and more. All right, so that's the best car in my mind from Gooding. Now, there was another Ferrari I was going to grab. I think it was also 1958, and it was the uh, Tour de France one. It was like white. It was either white or silver with a red stripe down the center. I found that one fascinating as well because when I was doing the research on that one, their estimate was like $3 million off. So I'm like, whoa, what's going on with that car? So I want to look into that one a little bit more. I didn't have that on here because it's not the best one at that particular auction. But I'm, I'm going to do a podcast where I talk about some of the best Ferraris that are coming up here at Pebble Beach, uh, as well as the best Porsches for you Porsche folks. So stay tuned for that, as well as the ugliest cars, which I just mentioned. So also be sure you check out my artwork that I'm doing. I'm doing a different art, piece of artwork for every episode. And in my mind, they're, they're turning out pretty cool. It's kind of like a, a car in black and white on a road coming at you with racing stripes and i'm keeping the racing stripes and the colors to maybe the factory racing stripes so for my logo i have a 917 porsche with the gulf oil orange and blue so keep an eye out for that when you see the colors uh they relate to it in some way uh the one for the ugly cars does not relate to it at all because i wanted the ugliest pattern i could come up with in the background so check it out on the website or check it out in your podcast provider it should show up a different one for every single episode. All right, so now we're going to move on to the best car from Bonhams. Now, Bonhams, they have some really cool cars. All right, I take that back. Bonhams also has some really cool cars. And again, uh, the best one here is actually another Porsche. So I know it's been like Porsche and Ferrari. Uh, they all, oh, well, we had the Cobra in there. So that was nice. Yeah, so every everyone's a Porsche, Ferrari, and Cobra right now. So sorry for the lack of variety, but these are the high dollar cars and they tend to be Porsches and Ferraris. So this is the 1959 Porsche 718 RSK center seat spider with coachwork by Weldler. Weldler. Now, there's not a lot of info on this. There's zero info in Haggerty on this because it's such a, you know, they only made like 50 of them or something. So there's not a lot of market data on these. So I went back to look at the recent sales. Jerry Seinfeld recently sold one, I think in Amelia 2016. It brought 2.9 million which was under expectations. They expected it to be like 3.5 to 3.6. If you look at generally, they sell in the high twos to the high threes. So I'm going to put my estimate there. I'm going to say 2.5 to 3.4. I think everything's a little soft right now. You know, maybe the beginning of a recession. Not sure. Question mark, question mark. But uh, none of them have been selling on the higher side recently. It seems like the peak for collector cars is 2016. A little bit of info on this one. Uh, has a little flat four-cylinder engine, five-speed manual transaxle, four-wheel independent suspension, four-wheel hydraulic drum brakes. It's a really cool car. Highly original ex- example, retaining original engine gearbox, gearbox and bodywork. 
And one key thing is it's eligible for the most exclusive driving and concourse events globally. So you get this car, you'll be invited everywhere, which is kind of funny because you're probably already invited to everywhere if you can afford this car. I did put this as a Condition 2 car, not a Mint Condition 1 because it looks like it's in race prep mode or hasn't been restored in a while. Now, let's see. The last car, number 6. This is from Worldwide. Now, Worldwide has a much lower dollar point price point for their cars. I don't know that they have a car that would hit a million. Maybe they have a car that hits $500,000. It was kind of hard to pick what is the best car there. Like There's a lot of Jags, E-types. And so the car I went with is a 1955 Alfa Romeo 1900 CSS. So looking at Haggerty's valuation, and this looked like a number one car. Beautiful car. Uh, let's see. 418K is in number one condition. Number three condition was somewhere around $315,000, something like that. So uh, my guesstimate range is 320 to 390 So this is a beautiful red, I think it was a four-seater. Restored to the nines, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, this is the car we picked out for the sixth one. So once again, uh, that's the sixth car from Worldwide. So be sure to check it out. Go online, thecollectorcarpodcast.com, and you'll be prompted to sign up for the newsletter. Please do, because it doesn't take any time at all, and it's I don't spam. And play the game. You'll see a tab right there on the front, on the left. Click to play click to play you'll get a quick little survey you enter your guesses for six cars and you have the chance to win 200 dollars ish amount of star wars autograph cards which i really hate to give away but it's for you folks so be sure to check it out and like i said i'll be back in a week posting every thursday and we'll see you on the road